Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday here at the Cuse Militia. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia. On the socials, go there. Join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Syracuse kicks their own ass. 88-87 against Miami in a piss-poor second-half effort. I don't know, Joe, uh, what was worse, the broadcasters or the orange. I'm not sure. It's a toss-up. but Oh, yeah, it's tough. That's a tough call. Uh, you'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback in Syracuse. We'll head to Wake Forest from Miami. They're going to stay in Miami uh, to take on the Demon Deacons, and we'll let you know what we think about that. There is no news other than this game, which we are... <laughs> Unfortunately, well, fortunate we are here to talk about such an unfortunate game, I suppose. So, with that said, let's hear what Coach had to say after the game. Um, in the first half, getting the ball to Jesse, they doubled Buddy, and we just found Jesse, and he had all kinds of easy opportunities inside. Uh, the game turn was all because of turnovers. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't take care of the ball. Even half court, not just full court. More, it was really more half court. I think they had 25 points off turnovers. You know, you can't do that on the road. I thought we played really, really well offensively. Our defense was good for quite a while. You know, Moore made some long threes. You know, real long, and uh, you know sometimes that happens. But the first half we did a better job protecting the paint. The second half they got in the lane too easy and uh, got too many easy shots inside. But uh, again, you know, I, I just think the turnovers were the key. 25 points off our turnovers, that's just, it's hard to overcome that. Yeah, he's, they doubled them, and other guys have got to score in that situation. And, uh, and they did. We scored 88 points. Everybody's talking about our offense. Our offense has got nothing to do with why we're losing. We're losing because of our defense. It's simple and tonight the turnovers you know Jesse had a good game but he can't just hold the ball in there and they're going to come and take it away from him and Joe made a couple really bad turnovers and Buddy made two really bad turnovers so I mean everybody was a part of it I think Cole made two everybody had a piece of the turnovers we're scoring points that's not the problem 
It's not the problem. The turnovers, defense was better tonight for a long time, but it was the, more the turnovers than anything. Even the defense was pretty good. And, you know, if a guy shoots that far out and makes them, you know, sometimes that happens. I mean, he's six, eight feet behind the line. But the turnovers were the difference in the game. Simple as that. We play Wake Forest Saturday, and we're going to try to play that game. I don't ever look at the record, whether it's 14-0 and 0 or 7-7. and 7. None of that matters. That's for all you people and all the Internet people. We look to play the next game. That's all we look for. Nothing else matters. Well, Moore was a big problem. You shoot so far out, you extend your defense, and now it creates driving lanes, and uh, they got in the lane. Both Augusti and Wong got into the lane too many times. That was really, it was, it was still the turnovers. If, if we didn't have the turnovers, they would have scored 76 points or something, and we would have won the game. Well, you know, instead of flying all night and getting back late and being tired tomorrow, we can rest here, we can have practice, we can do some things here, we can get to Wake Forest and practice there, and uh, you know, avoid a four-hour plane ride home and then a two-and-a-half, three-hour plane ride back down. So, you know, it's uh, it's the it's the best way to try to be able to be ready to play Saturday. All right, the coach montage is brought to us by the Spotify Green Room app. Go there to your iOS or Android stores and download the app. It's free. All you need is a username and email address and a password. It is a way for you to interact with us if you would like to. At Cuse Militia there, you can follow us. You can sign up for notifications. And when we go live on the app, which we do for every fan feedback, you can join us. You can get in the room and you can just listen and chill. You can chat. You can even request to speak. If I accept your request, you will have a red microphone above your icon. Hit that microphone and say your piece. Uh, also, you don't have to just follow us. You can follow a number of other people on a number n- number of other topics. And it's free. Did I mentioned it's free. That's kind of like coach with turnovers. 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 It's free. It's free. It's free. Go to the iOS or Android stores today. Download the app. Sign up. It's very easy to use. You will not regret it. Thank you. All right, Joe. Turnovers. Uh, kind of the theme there. So, uh, anyways, start right yeah. off the top, okay? Syracuse comes out swinging. Jesse Edwards is swinging. Getting him the ball on the inside. And he was making it look easy. And you think to yourself, man, we're going to cruise. And for about 20 minutes, they cruised. And they looked phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it finally looked like you you watched the Virginia defense game, was right? good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we talked about how when I mean, they were doubling Buddy, we had a tough time scoring off of that, and it looked like we kind of figured that out against Miami, uh, especially considering how many easy baskets Jesse Edwards got around the rim. So, in like six or seven dunks. So yeah, in the beginning, it looked really, really well. And and I, to be perfectly honest with you, I was kind of wondering why yeah. or when. Miami was actually going to start putting out the pressure. It was only a matter of time, yeah, especially tw- being down that much. And it was uh, it was short lived, about eighteen minutes, I guess, maybe something like that. Uh, they didn't fall apart at the end of the half, but Miami definitely you could see the a little bit of a momentum shift to end the half, which is it's never it's never a dagger, but it doesn't help. Um, right, twenty five points off of turnovers for Miami. 
19 turnovers. I mean, just really bad. That's going to be the theme. That is the theme. Uh, defense was good for most of the first half, like I just mentioned. Um, but, dude, I mean, I-, I feel like I counted three turnovers in a row. Um, oh, yeah. Going going down on the offensive side. And, you know, when coach says, and I know, you know, like if I was a media guy, coach would rip me apart for saying this, uh, and that's fine. But when he says it wasn't the offense, is the defense, but it's mostly the turnovers. Well, last I checked, you have to be on offense to commit turnovers. So while they were scoring, they could have scored a whole lot more. And that's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. It is just one of those things. It's like, uh, what could have been? And that's why I say, you know, Syracuse, Joe, they just kicked their own ass. That was their game to win, and they, they kicked their own ass, literally. They lost yeah. because of themselves. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, 19 turnovers to 10 turnovers, um, 19 fouls to 13 fouls. So they shot six more free throws than us, and they had nine less turnovers. And when it came to the the points off of the turnovers, they had 25 to our 11. So they were plus 14 as far as that goes. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you can point to the little things, uh, you know, like against Virginia, um, coach brought up his son's free throw performance which abysmal didn't yeah which didn't get much better this game as far as him personally but um even in this game i mean joe gerard he had a, a chance to he missed up front end of the one and one uh jimmy Beheim when we started coming back there near the end or sorry buddy yeah. he missed the front end of a one and one that would have brought the um, game within two points, by the way. At the, the, right, at that really point, close, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But then we got into the free throw match, and it, instead of being you know, within two, we're still down four. Then they go down, and they hit a three, or you know, they hit two free throws, one of the two. Now they're up six, and that's kind of how it went. Then Buddy fouled out. That, you know, then Jesse fouled out. and that, know, one I mean, missed, just, that one missed free throw, too, if I remember right, off the rebound was two the other way. Mm-hmm. So, so four-point swing. Just like that, in um, what could have been a four-point swing, you know, could have, would have, yeah. should have. I mean, they came out and they they hurried us up, they rushed us, they started to, to control the pace of the game, and 
we controlled the pace of the game for pretty much almost the whole first half. And then something happened and something clicked and then they started taking it over. And, um, we just, again, I mean, dribbling, dribbling the ball off the leg. I mean, you see the 14 steals, but I mean, we had a couple times where we just dribbled the ball off our leg. Right. Or, you know, we we're just holding the ball too much. I mean, we just got to be stronger with the ball. I mean, that's just really what it is. We're just not Dude. strong with the ball. Soft, man. The whole thing, the whole thing was soft. You say you got to be strong with the ball. You, we, we, we talked privately, which we, before earlier today, which we talked all the time before we podcast, but we don't really mention the game that much, but Joe just couldn't help himself. No, uh, no. With, I mean, well, that's with, the whole thing. With, 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 but, but, um, come on for the love of Pete. Uh, but make make your point that you're making to me with with why is why is Jesse's got six turnovers yes but why is he why is he helping field the press where he's yeah at? no I, yeah I mean I, I don't know again like I said uh, teams when you know certain weaknesses you know you you let I mean they if you're out in the court and something seems easy it's probably because the other team's setting you up uh, I mean we've done it in the past with allowing teams to get the ball in the corner, you know, or on the baseline and we trap them. And that's just signature Syracuse two, three zone. And, you know, we let them go there and it's, so it's, they're dribbling. It's easy. Hump trap done. Right. They got to call a timeout turnover shot clock violation. And I mean, when this situation, I mean, it's the same thing. I don't know why he was so far up. And if that's part of their game plan, then okay. But I mean, they're obviously going to let somebody who has, I mean, he can't dribble. He's weak with it. I mean, you see him all the time. Just the ball. Just You saw him last night. I mean, everyone saw it with <laughs> yeah, their own eyes, right? So yeah. he's not that strong with the ball. And at the end of the day, I don't know why that would be the first pass in that you'd want to get in, you know. And, I mean, maybe it just says a lot to where we really are, right? Because, I mean, if you remember last year, I think when we talked about playing against pressure defense and, and especially the press um, – we were really only comfortable with Kadari and Marek bringing the ball up. And those two players are no longer on our team, and we haven't really found a solution to that yet. So right. we're going to see that more and more. The good thing is, is we have good enough offense to keep us in games. bad thing is is that you know if we don't shoot free throws well or if we don't win rebounds or if, I mean, there's just the, the room for error is just is – is so small. And if we mess up on one thing, like just have a bad turnover game, then we're going to end up losing. Even though to me, you know, it looked like we were the better team. Uh, I mean, I feel like we were. It's why, you know, I feel like we beat ourselves and Syracuse beat Syracuse. I mean, that's not a cop out. We lost the game. I'm not, I'm not saying that Miami did what they did and they did a good job. And that's a lot of that was coaching and, and hats off to Jim Laranega for, mm-hmm. Um, switching it up the way he did, as aggressive as he did, and for those players to pull it off is great. But Syracuse just stunk it up. Um, now, when Buddy's he's getting double, triple teams, well, double teamed every game, right? And other guys got to score. And Joe Girard's had a had a he slipped, right? So the one game where this dude comes out goes seven for twelve from three and for twenty six points in thirty seven minutes, and uh, I mean, you know. Uh, combined 16 points for the Bayheim brothers. And, you know, you got Cole Swider, 20, Jesse Edwards, 22. And it's like, well, what do we have to do? <laughs> we can't just click on all cylinders ever. And it's never going to happen because of the double team. But sometimes Buddy comes through that and he figures out a way. 
He just he just couldn't figure out a way yesterday. Him and him and Jimmy couldn't get out of their own ways. I understand, buddy. Jimmy had a terrible game, an awful, awful game, Joe. And with for thirty two minutes of kind of not great basketball. Yeah, yeah, and I mean realistically if there's one thing you want to take away from it is when you look at the Virginia game we had the two Bayheim brothers that's the only ones that were in double digits and you know we it's like one said, or the other yeah and Bay- yeah and, and coach said hey you know we got to find a way for other people to score when they're doubling buddy and this this and that and, and now you know the Bayheim brothers they only combined for 16 points neither of them hit double digits but then all the other three starters get double digits and not just double digits like but all three of them in the 20s so if there is any type of you know light at the end of the tunnel that you want to take away from this, it's the fact that it did seem like we got better on offense as far as learning how to, you know, get through the double teams to Buddy and you know how we get a little bit better spacing and how Jesse kind of reacts when he gets the ball and you know turns around and it's four on three and figuring out what he wants to do. Um, but again, you know, and, and even then, on top of that, I thought the defense was better for the first half and. Um, second half, I mean, again, wasn't, they were just on fire and with turnovers and everything in the pace of the game, it's kind of tough, but I saw a little bit better of, I mean, even with defense, I mean, I thought you saw an improved team from the last game, but but you can't have 19 turnovers. No, that was it. You can't have 19 turnovers. Like that's just the bottom line. You can't for 25 points. And you know, it ends up being a one point game with a, with a, a heave at the very end from Swider who comes on late, very late. Right, Joe. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> what, do you, what do you hold on? Keep, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Let me just say, uh, hats off to Charlie Moore for doing what he did. I mean, the dude went off six for ten, twenty-five points in thirty-seven minutes, and he was hitting them from the logo. I mean, he was shoot eight, ten foot back on a couple of those that he hit, and it's just you can't guard that stuff. And there, and people aren't always going to be that hot. But the problem is, is it seems to happen to to us a lot, but I, I don't know if I fault them for a couple of those. They were so far. You don't want to get up there and foul the dude, and, and you just you know you just kind of hope for the best as uh, on defense at that point for for shots that far away. But uh, yeah, well, dude, he I mean he went six for ten. He made a bunch six to eight feet, like Coach said, um, away from the the three point line, and uh, I mean you really can't guard the guy there and. Going into this game, the, the prior 14 games, he's made 21 three-pointers. So he's <laughs> not even averaging two three-pointers a game, right? So, like, it's one of those things where this that guy wasn't the guy that we were most worried about on offense. And, I mean, that's another thing is you have a guy like that that goes and makes those, and makes those shots. You know what I mean? I mean, he just – I remember we were coming back, and I'm pretty sure he made a three-pointer that kind of – see, I mean, minute 18 – Left, Cole Swider hit a three to make it 74-77. Called a timeout, and then they go down. Charlie Moore made a deep three with about a minute to go to make it 80-74. to And then after that, it was the you know free throw game, foul game, hoping yeah. something happens, and didn't get close till the end. So um, There's, there's always go. that guy, Joe, it feels like. As a Syracuse fan, there's always that yep. guy, that, that third man up type, type uh, three-point shooter that just – comes out and lights up the show against Syracuse. And but this was different because in those situations, it's like a guy that's usually not good at three-pointers. Well, and, that's true. That's true. And it just it comes will out leave him open and he yeah. hits a bunch, right? Right, yeah. 
But in this situation, nobody's guarding anybody out there. So literally right. anybody that we play against can actually do what he did. Right. He Except for usually 99.9% of the time, these players don't make that many shots from they're outside. Not, they're probably not even taking that many from that far away. Right. Well, because they're not making them. So I guess they stopped, mm-hmm. right? But he's and how about them. that beat? The, you know that this you know the spread for this game was two points. Oh really? Mm. Imagine yeah. if you bet Miami on this one. Mm. <laughs> Imagine the emotional roller coaster you went through through this whole game. Yeah, which is yeah, why I don't put my money there all the time. Uh next game up, up coach was asked about uh heading into Wake and his thoughts on that or the record seven seven going in and you know it is what it is. What do you think, Coach, is going to comment on everything in the past at this point? Look, uh, the way I see it, and I'll just couple this with the last comment Coach made. Um, next game up, nothing else matters, as Coach's words. It was also my wedding song, by the way. Uh, also, he says, well, we would have scored you know, roughly 76 points without the turnovers and won the game. Now, look, who the hell knows? Right, but yet you'd like to think without the turnovers, we we kick Miami's ass. We score at least what we got, at least, and limit them. Mm-hmm. We 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 beat Miami, but you know, as we always say, if some butts are candy and nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas, and there ain't no sense in dwelling on that. So uh, next game, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, some people some people don't think it's too, but if you're really to put it in perspective, right? Let's just say. You have four more turnovers than somebody else, right? And in those four turnovers, they just happened to score four points. 50% of the time they scored, right? Yeah. Yeah. And let's just say that if you would have had those four possessions, that you would have scored 50% of the time. An eight-point swing? I mean, that's, that's an eight-point swing yeah. with just four turnovers. We had nine. Nine so, more. Nine more than them, yep. Right. And when you look at it, they had 14 points off. 14 more points they were plus 14 in the points off of turnovers than us. So right there, that tells you that they at least scored off of seven turnovers more than, you know what I mean? And we had nine more than them. So, again, you see it. It's obviously the turnovers, but there's still little things like Charlie Moore missing a couple threes and he normally, you know, thing, little small stuff like that. Buddy Beheim hits the front end of a one and one We still could have pulled this thing out, which would have been amazing still. But – to see, to look to see that we shot fifty three percent from three point land and hit seventeen, and we still lost because they had twenty five points off turnovers. Like it's, it's just it's crazy. So just something like having a difference of four t- four turnovers with another team could be a difference of eight points or more. I mean sometimes less, but I mean you're looking at an average type situation, um, and that could be everything to a game. So no doubt about it. Nine a difference of nine turnovers was the game one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think there's much question there. Um, before we get into fan feedback, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Coach Robinson passing away at the age of seventy. The day be- did was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Um, it was did, announced a couple hours, I think, before the game. So, uh, for we all remember the Robinson era uh, after Pascaloni. Uh, had Alzheimer, Alzheimer's, and uh, I did not know that. In fact, maybe I should have, but I did not. But um, obviously, thoughts and prayers with with his family. And you know, that's terrible. I've watched um, people in my family go through that, and yeah, it's devastating. 
So I'm dealing with it right now. So it's um it's terrible. Um, but anyways, no, uh, no it's as bad as like I said, as bad as as much as maybe Syracuse fans want to forget about the four years he was here. It doesn't take away what type of person he is, and obviously, I mean, you you never want to see this happen to somebody. So right, absolutely. So um, prayers to his family um, during this time, and uh, time to hear from you. From you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. Head over to the socials, find our post that says thoughts on the game, question mark, and you leave them. And we talk about them here. I'll read them, I'll pick some, and we'll talk about them. Uh, so let's do a couple. I don't have a ton, guys, because I got to be honest, man, it's awfully repetitive. And um, we'll see sure. how, how quick it goes and see if there's a, 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 maybe some extras we can choose from. At Ebola underscore zero says, Jim chose a cool experience over what's best for the team. I think Jimmy proved that he can be a quality scorer in the ACC, but Buddy and Joe aren't defensive wizards. And Jimmy is an even bigger liability. Stiff, skinny, and unathletic on the defensive end. Not a good recipe. So, Jim chose a cool experience over what's best for his team. Obviously, being able to coach both of his sons, he's alluding to there. And um, instead of what's best for the team. So, look, we kind of talked about this. I think it was the last episode with Kadari. We don't know what was going on with all that stuff. And we, I don't like to speak on all that stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to speculate through all that stuff. So, But there's definitely, we talked about it with Kadari, Joe, Benny. Um, it could be an argument made, and you can make it, that he should have got a little bit more playing time over Jimmy yesterday. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was kind of in on that on that boat. I mean, I know Jimmy has been pretty consistent, but uh, he just didn't seem. I mean, airballing the the free throw, yeah. dribbling off so his ugly. left leg. You know, I mean, and and you know that you kind of get a bump up in at least you know athleticism and, and the speed as far as the rotations. And Benny Williams seems to be playing better on defensive end. I mean, he came in last night, um, had an immediate steal, hit his hit a three first three of the season. And uh, to me, it looked like you could see that he made a little bit of a difference out there on defense. And, um, you know, like, again, I'm not a 40 plus year coach and I'm, you know, he's forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know for sure. But just, you know, someone looking on the, from, from the sideline as a fan, you're like, you know, why, why, why aren't you putting that guy in for that guy? Because obviously like you're having problems stopping people, you got to lead. This guy's really not helping it's you, a, and this guy actually kind of helped, right? Right, so, it's a bad night. We I mean, players, have, players can be phenomenal and have bad nights where you're like, look, you're just not feeling it tonight. Take a seat. So, you mean. Well, yeah, and I think that there's just situations where I think that there's um, there's going to be some some physical limitations and some things that just this, this roster can't do or are going to struggle with, and I think that you have to be able to combat that with, with certain lineups depending on – you know, what you're, what you're going against, whether that be the press or whether that be, you know, 
a team where you you don't really need all that offensive firepower and you can kind of substitute a little bit of that for some defense and some, you know, a little bit more athleticism and speed. Because, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's kind of obvious when you when you look at it, you know. And then to your point, like, you know, we, it doesn't look like we can press a lick, you know. And I know that there's fans out there that are completely against the 2-3 zone, but I can't see this team playing man-to-man. I mean, yeah. What would you do in that situation? What would that look like? Augustia Wong would have done last night if it was man to man. I I just, I don't. I mean, it is what it is, and I think that it's a situation where I mean, we can sit here and and we can, you know, bitch about certain things that we're looking at that we don't like, but we, I think, we just have to come to the realization that the team is like who they are, and we kind of got to be able to fix certain things. You know, I mean, we know who our starting five is, but we got to get, we got to get depth and we got to get our bench players to be able to come in and help in certain situations. Like it's just the, that's the bottom line. You know, there's just so many things that were just weird to me with, you know, just Frank not playing, even though Jesse was playing out of his mind, I get it, but Frank not getting any burn and, and, and Benny not, I don't even think he got, did he get minutes in, in the second half or only when Jesse had was fouled out? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, I mean no, he totaled nine minutes. I guess my I guess my point is is that when you when you're proven that you can score, but the games are close, you have a lead, and you know you can still put up some points. Like I don't know why you wouldn't substitute a little bit of defense for offense. But again, I mean he's the one he's the coach. He's the one that sees him in practice. He's the one that knows better than anybody what they're prepared for. And um, you know I hate to second guess it, you know, but it's hard to you know some people want to play devil's advocate and some people want to play you know the armchair quarterback but at the end of the day i mean he's he's still the coach he's gonna do what he's gonna do and i mean i just i would hate to bring nepotism into it it's, it's basically you know it's i'm not gonna go there well I would. It would, only way i would i would bring it up or even accuse that was is as if it's blatantly obvious <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you can you can question thing i mean we questioned it all last year with joe joe's not his kid so right um, but anyways, at Mick Orange SC, pass the bourbon. Yes, pass the bourbon, which reminds me. Let's shout out to our good buddy at Oil Cuse. Got his Christmas card. Pat, Captain Pat. Uh, it was late, brother. It was it was a little late. I, I really appreciate it. Um, but it was late. Lovely family. Kids look just like them. Poor kids. I'm kidding. Um, yes, pass the bourbon. That was a drinking night. It definitely was. And, um, it got to a certain point. I think it was like 56, 55 ish. I think there was quite a bit of time left where I was just like, I don't see it. I don't see Syracuse pulling this off because just body language, man. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't fighting, but it was just that some of those turnovers and stuff like on the like on the ground and 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 by the way someone got piled on I don't remember who it was for and they called a jump ball instead of a foul but it looked like a scrum for a freaking oh, football yeah, yeah I mean it's like what are you doing but um anyways yeah I've got a bad feeling guys if you're a bourbon guy or gal I uh, suggest you stock up I don't know when this is going to get better I still say that it will. But it, but when, I guess, right, Joe? It could be at some point too late. That was a quad two game versus Miami. Not a horrible loss yet. Uh, still a lot of ACC play to, been, to be had. But 
Um, I guess we'll just have to see. I remain optimistic, though I am not only disappointed, but I'm discouraged by what I see because it doesn't look good. I don't ever, I, I got, I mean, maybe I'm going out on a limb here. I don't ever remember feeling this way and looking at a, a basketball, a Syracuse basketball team like this, this early in the season, if you want to call it early, 14 games. No, no, right? like, as much as, I mean, we've had a brutal non-conference schedule, but seven and seven, I just, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you got the Colgate loss and you got these two games that, I mean, you should have at least gotten one of between, uh, you know, Miami and, um, and Virginia. So definitely tough without a doubt, man. Definitely tough. Could be three and own in ACC play, in my opinion. If, if I think Syracuse should have been, now I thought they should have beat Virginia and I felt like they could have, I felt like they kind of beat themselves in that game too, but I feel like more so with Miami, they, they should have beat Miami. Yeah. More yeah, so I mean, it's, by, it's, than they it's did the little things, you know, and you well, see this and you things. wonder how we beat Florida state. You do, you do. But then you look at Florida state and you go, eh, well, maybe that's not that good. <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why everybody's beating them. Um, all right, look, we are going to get back into fan feedback here in a second. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's first hear from the Spotify Greenroom app one more time. Go over to your iOS or Android stores, download the app, and all you need is a username and email address and a password. It is free, free, free. Download that thing and sign up for notifications from us at QC Militia. You can follow us there. You can follow plenty of other people. But the, the thing is, too, about this is that it's easy to use and you can even do your own thing. Um, there is an option if you decide to go live and have people follow you and do your own segments on things to record that segment. They will email you that segment once it is complete and you can upload that thing right to any podcast hosting site just like that. So um, a cheap, easy way to start your own podcast now. And look, we prove that the podcasting thing ain't that hard. Ain't that hard. So you can do it. And it's even easier now with the Spotify Green Room app. Go there, download the app today. All right, let's finish this up, Joe. Uh, tough. Uh, this is from at Tony Staffieri on Twitter. Toughness is not an adjustment. This isn't changing because Beheim is in the Hall of Fame. So, now look, two things. Split this up. I agree with the first part. Effort isn't free. That's a Joe Joe G saying. And uh, toughness. Effort is free. Effort. What did I say? Effort is not free. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was. Yeah. That. That's. That's not right. Um. That would be a horrible saying, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Effort is free, and, and toughness is not an adjustment, which I like, Tony. I really do. I like that a lot because that's true. And I feel like, unfortunately, this team's just not that tough. Um, they have fight, but they're just not that tough. And there's another comment uh, later on in fan feedback that I like. This isn't changing because Beheim is in the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, look, I don't know who else is going to coach for the money coaches doing it for. I don't know. I think when coach retires and we have to go through some growing pains with that, I, I don't, I can't imagine what it's going to look like. I mean, everybody, I, mean, I just don't know. I mean, it does it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, and the thing is too, is, I mean, efforts, one thing, and he talks about toughness. I think that's just instilled in people. People have a certain level of toughness. And, um, I mean, obviously that can change, but it's not something that changes overnight. But I mean, t- to me personally, I feel like this is more of a, just like, um, you know, a personal like personal physical attribute type thing. Oh, I mean, it's a physical Jimmy, attribute. Yes. I mean, look you look at, at Jimmy. You look at Jimmy Beheim. You look at Jesse. You look at Cole, Buddy. I mean, they're not like toothpicks, but they're. You see some of these other guys that we go against. Um, and like, I mean, I explained this last uh, podcast, I believe. But I mean, there's always there was times when I played basketball, you know, where I was an undersized center, and I did what I could. Right. <laughs> Did what I could. But sometimes, you know, those guys come and they're four inches taller than you and they're got 30 pounds in you. And literally, you can be as tough as you want to. You can put in as much effort as you want to. There's sometimes nothing Just that you can do. And so sadly, it's one of those things where I think, you know, we got to be stronger with the ball. Like it's almost like, you know, like the Roger Seavers with the jug machines. Yeah. The little jug machines that spits out the football. Yeah. Like our our basketball team needs to do that in the offseason and learn how to. With a rock. To, right. Because like 
literally that's my biggest thing is it's not even the toughness or the effort. I mean, sometimes it's just basic positioning, but like when they have the ball, it's just, it seems like the ball just gets knocked out of their hand. They can get just bumped into ball gets knocked out of their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's going between people's legs and everything. I mean, it is, it looks like, you you know, the, the clown music. (laughs) That's what I heard last night going and running through my head. Yeah. A couple times. It's like, what the hell? This is embarrassing. Like, what are you guys doing? Do you roll around in oil before you hit the floor? I mean, I don't get it. Uh, right at E Krupp on Twitter. Horrible. Never thought I'd see the day that the team was this bad. I mean, overall, they've had worse games, but this team may not end up 500. They stink. Now, as we all know, coach has never finished below 500 in 40. What are, what are we at now? 45 years? Something like that. I'm not counting. More years than I've been alive. Um, but yes. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a it's a concern. I mean, like I said, I remain optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not overly optimistic. I have hope, I guess you could say. And that hope is basically um, a historical feel, I guess you could say. It's just... Absolutely. How right? many times have we been here? Right. I mean, maybe right. not seven and seven. Uh, but, I don't I know mean, when we've been at seven and seven. I don't remember. But I'm saying how many times have we been in a position where like we're losing we're losing these games by the slimmest margin just just the it's the little it's the small stuff. I mean our defense is only going to be right. what it can be, right? Cuz right. we talk about just there's certain things, you know, I mean you know, Jimmy and Cole aren't going to just, you know, get faster and just up their vertical 5 inches real quick in the middle of the season. You know, it's just not going to happen. So they have effort and they got, you know, just working together, communication. There's things that can just get better just by just working together for a longer, you know, amount of time. But it's, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, it's one of those things where we've seen it where, like, in the past, we've gotten better at these, all these little, the small things that we They've lose been games fixed, early, we- they end up getting fixed. And physical stuff, can't really at, fix too much. Look at the veterans on just in the starting five. You know, whether or not they've been at Syracuse or not. They've played plenty of basketball. I mean, it is it has gotta be it is so frustrating to watch these guys with so many years under their belts, and still we're dealing with some of these elementary problems. It's very frustrating to watch. And I mean, it must drive coach absolutely batshit crazy. Because it's all fundamental stuff, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, it's just like, that's what's so frustrating about it because it's them. It's them. And it's like, they have to fix it. They have to fix it. Well, yeah. If we were, if we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, I'd be like totally, I would have given up by now. I'd throw my hands in the air and be like, oh, this team's done. It's hard to do that when we're looking at something little minor every game that just, you know, tanks us you know an 18 an 18 point lead just tanked in record time it's embarrassing it sucks yeah but some of that stuff is fixable to know that we can still score and stuff like that to know that we're going to be in games it's just that's why you know like we said it's just the small stuff it's just it's the focus and just being a little bit stronger with the ball and maybe communicating and learning you know to play with each other a little bit better because there's still some new pieces there you know but you see 
from Virginia to now, how we handled the offense with, with them, but you know, doubling Buddy, right? And we already made that improvement, right? So now it's okay. Well, we figured that out. On to the next problem. Right. Don't turn the ball over. <laughs> like, right. That and free throws. It's like like the old Vince Lombardi deal when he goes in the locker room and he's he says, oh, "This is a football." I mean, does coach need to go in the locker room and just strip it down to this is a basketball and start over? Um, top yeah. top fan Zach, our boy Zach, on the Facebook. We need that physical guy that's going to get mad and say, all right, I'll show you the bully and start pounding the paint. Hate to say it, but miss having Quincy think he would have been the guy in this game. Now, Quincy, you know, Quincy was a strong guy. He was a strong guy. He was either on or off, but he was, you know, he was, I think there's some validity to to that train of thought. But besides who, who it would be or could be, it doesn't matter because... That is that is what we need, and and I mean they're just going back to what we were talking about before. We just don't have that guy. We just don't have him. You know, I felt like Joe could have been this guy. Um, when he gets it in his own head, he's just not as good. But last night he was awesome, and you know, it just still it just didn't add a spark to everybody. They look so lost out there sometimes. Like I was just so you know you almost feel bad for him. Like. <laughs> deer in headlights yeah no yeah. it was just i mean literally that first five minutes of the second half just killed me dude just absolutely yeah. killed me yeah, it was almost like it. it was almost like the refs like just like just line just sprayed the ball with wd-40 and said here you go <laughs> like that's what it looked like like it looked like we couldn't hold on to the ball we struggled to just do certain things, but again, when you look at the turnovers, sometimes it's forced errors, sometimes it's unforced. You know, I mean, unforced unforced turnovers are even worse, like the one that you know went off Jimmy's leg, right? But to see 14 steals off 19 turnovers, I mean, that's like a red flag. Yeah, that to me is the number the number one thing that needs to be addressed, as far as I'm concerned, after this game, and I'm sure it will. It's just how will the how was how will the team respond? against another ACC experienced team that's got some athleticism that's going to give them fits, you know? Like, that's really what it is. We need we need to work on that. You need to work on not turning the ball over. Yeah. Because literally, we can put the ball in the basket. We have no problem putting the ball in the basket. We might have a problem stopping the other team from putting the ball in the basket, but we're usually better than the other team putting the ball in the basket, except for when we take away opportunities to put ball in the basket. <laughs> and that's literally what we're really good at, too is taking opportunities from ourselves via offensive rebounds and turnovers. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all right. I hate that. I feel like I'm bringing everybody down. We don't usually do that, Joe. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, I'm I mean, sorry. a lot of people are down. It's hard not to be down. I, I know. I know. This I'm is, upset because I know. it's one of those things where they just lost two games to teams that I feel they're better than. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. Joe. Joe, not a top fan. Oh, man, that's too bad, Joe. Joe P on Facebook. That's a little disappointing. It's too bad. Uh, nobody bring the ball up court versus press. Can't hit free throws. Hi, Jimmy. Nice air ball. Miami didn't <laughs> miss in early uh, Didn't miss in early second half. Lost our poise under the pressure. Very sloppy with bad turnovers. No bench contributions. Surprise, surprise. Need to be better in all areas. All right. 
Here's here's why I chose this one. Besides being Joe P, we love Joe P. Uh, nobody to bring the ball up court first to press, but also nobody to press. I mean, what was that? The, what's worse, their press are them breaking the press. No, we're not we're not pressing anybody this year. Oh my gosh, are you serious? A couple of long balls for dunks. Hello, what the hell was? That's so frustrating. Uh, mm-hmm. The bench contributions, Joe. That have you you have after an, analyzing this game as a coach, you, you have to say to yourself, okay, I need to. I, I see the problem, and when I see the problem, I need to. I need to substitute. You need and, to open up the playbook. Yeah, yeah and, I think and, so. And it's going to be something where um, you 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 do it, and you just you either lose or you're going to lose. I mean, what do you what do you got to lose at this point? We have nothing to lose. Seven and seven, either you're going to lose or you're going to lose. I mean, and hopefully Benny, I think he's good enough to be something special towards the end of the year. But he's got to get on the floor, Jimmy. I don't know what's wrong with Jimmy. I don't know. I had a I was like big, huge on Jimmy beginning of the year, but it's different competition. Well, you have to understand that he's not used to this. I mean. It's different competition, yeah. D1's D1, but it's different competition, and it's different size, and uh, I'm not saying one way or another, but, you know, maybe it was just one bad game, right? But either way, like, I look at it like right now we're in a situation where we're still not confident enough to even when Jimmy's having a bad game to put Benny in. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be able to get to a point to where we got these bench players where it's like, okay, Jimmy's not playing good. I'm putting Benny in. He's playing 18 minutes. Yeah. You know, you know, I just don't say, and, and sometimes you need to be able to allow that player to go in and, and just play and make the mistakes and get into the, and get into the game. And just the fact that he came in and made plays right from the jump. Like I saw it and then he hit the three and I was like, Oh man, this might be a breakout game for Benny. And then he just disappeared into the bench again. So if Jimmy was playing good, I'd be able to understand, but in a game like this, I think I feel like you gotta see that like this person's not having a great game, and let's let's bring this other guy in. He might just help on defense, right? Something. I mean, that's yeah. just my personal opinion and um, opinion of a lot of people. Some some speed, athleticism, somebody to grab some rebounds. You know, right? I mean, yeah, just a little bit of a change. You know, get somebody out there a little change of pace. You know. You get those guys that are used to the closeouts to the three points uh, is for Jimmy. You know, they're used to doing a little pump fake and going past them, and they're just used to that. And then all of a sudden you get somebody in there that's got a little bit bigger wingspan, can get there faster, and they can recover faster. Um, and then, you know, rebound over you, then that changes the way that uh, another team or another player on a team could play. So, I mean, there's always, you know, you can always look at it in hindsight, you know, because if you keep Jimmy in and he goes off and gets through this little rust or little rut that he's got, then, you know, it's all good. But he just happened to probably have the worst game that he's had in the Syracuse uniform. And, you know, it's easy to speculate that, hey, we should have we should have played that guy. But in my opinion, that's just my opinion, you know. But, I mean, how is Benny going to get there until you, you know, unless you put him in those situations? So, right. Um, you know, speaking of rebounds, we did win that battle. It looked really good for a while, too, but it uh, yep. doesn't, doesn't matter at the end of the day. Nick on Facebook, I don't know how we lose that one. Joe was balling. Yes, Jesse went crazy. Even Benny hit a three to Joe's point that he was just making. Um, Miami came out of the half 
on a mission. Yes, they did. And they went into the half knowing they could do it. And yep. that, that was the momentum shift they needed. And, and I guess lucky for Syracuse that they had a break in between because it probably could have been a whole lot worse if that started to happen with, uh, you know, five, ten minutes left in the half, if you can imagine. But, uh, yeah, Joe had a great game. And you hate seeing these guys like Joe who struggled come out and break out and have a tremendous game and then have to uh, take the L, you know. So it's just frustrating. It's frustrating for everybody. It's frustrating for them. It's frustrating for us. You know, it's one of those ones like I love doing the show. I love being here. I love um, doing this and me and Joe talking and having fun. But, man, it's miserable coming and doing it. <laughs> like well, and to that point too, to Joe, to, to that point as well, as far as Joe Gerard goes, you know, that's the other thing too, is, you know, we saw the press and talking about handling the press and everything, but it was how they handled it and the personnel and who got it. Right. And to Joe P's point, like, you know, we talked about it earlier. Kadari Richmond and Dolge, were the only ones that I was confident last year that they could bring the ball across and they're both gone. So we, we haven't gotten, we haven't fixed that problem. And, but between Joe and Samir, there was only there was only two turnovers out of the nineteen. So is everybody? Yeah. Else? No, I know it. Yeah, they did a really good job. So, um, you know, that's unfortunate. All right, Joe, let's do this quickly. Um, I, I mean, I mean, we don't have to make it quick, but if we could try. Uh, Wake Forest, this Saturday. The all-time series between the Demon Deacons and the Orange sits at 9-1 and one in favor of Syracuse. Uh, I can't believe they've only play, played 10 times in, um, in basketball. It's kind of crazy. Syracuse, Orange, and Wake first uh, met. They only met once prior to Syracuse joining the ACC, and this was in 2001 preseason NIT tournament, which the Orange men... At the time, 174 to 67, according to orangehoops.org. The one win for Wake came in 2018, 67 to 73 at Wake Forest. Syracuse is currently on a four game win streak right now. Uh, Wake is 13 and 3, and they are 2 and 2 in the ACC. Uh, wins in the ACC against, should have probably wrote this down, uh, Florida State and. Virginia Tech and losses to Louisville and Miami. So a pretty, what looks to me, Joe could probably tell me a little bit better, but it looks like a cushy non-conference schedule to say the least. Uh, so two and two in the ACC is what I'm going off of. They have, and according to Kempom, they are ranked 52nd. Uh, offense, uh, adjusted offensive ranked 40th and adjusted defense ranked 77th. And Ken Palm is predicting an 81-76 loss for Syracuse. Wake is ranked 46th in the net rankings, making this a quad one game for the Orange uh, coming coming up this weekend. So, uh, Joe. Sir. Uh, by the way, the game's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, okay. So, it's a nice, nice little afternoon game. And mm -hmm. uh, they are going to stay in Miami. I think this benefits, I think Coach said, a day. It's basically a day, saving a day of travel and getting back late would have been this morning to Syracuse and, and probably not being worth much at, at practice this morning. So, 
they are staying in Miami and they are going straight to Wake from there. So to avoid the extra travel. And is that going to help? Yes, it's going to help. Is it going to help enough in the win? I don't know, Joe. What do you think? What do we got? What are we looking at? Well, again, this is going to be tough this year because the transfer portal is just, you know, through the roof. So there's just a lot of teams, you know, that I've been looking at that it's like, I don't, I don't remember those names. I don't remember those names. Um, and um, Coach Forbes has, you know, been there since 2020, um, replaced Danny Manning. And uh, he looked like, it looks like he did quite a good job as far as transfer portal and everything like that goes. Um, Alandez? Wait, what's that? Alandez Williams? Yeah, Alandez Williams um, transfer from uh, Oklahoma is pretty much the guy over, I think they said last, uh, I don't know if it's four or five games, something like that. He's accounted for like 51% of the points from Wake Forest, um, either between actually scoring or assists. Um, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jake uh, Laravia is a 6'8", 235-pound junior. Um, and Aldonis Williams is a senior as well, but I believe, yeah. And uh, Laravia, he played all all forty minutes last game. Um, he's a transfer from Indiana State. Um, Dallas Walton is a seven foot, two hundred thirty pound center that is a transfer from Colorado, who is the starter. And don't worry because they're deep there because last game when he got in foul trouble, uh, Kadeem Sai, who is a six foot ten, two hundred forty pound center transfer from old miss comes in and um you know takes his uh takes his place when he gets tired so um when you look at it well also when forbes came in he um brought in a guard from he came from east tennessee state and uh he brought in a guard um davian williamson and he's one of their better three-point shooters. Now, he did not play the last game, so I don't know if he's going to play uh, this next game or not. But you're talking about right there, that's four or five pretty much junior and senior transfer guys that he brought from other schools. Uh, and that's that's the difference that you're seeing um, this year with Wake Forest. Uh, they got depth. They got experience. They got size. And um, it looks like they got a leader with Williams uh, at the point card. So you throw in... Uh, Cameron Hildreth, uh, 6'4 guard, freshman from England. Uh, and Carter Witt, a 6'3 uh, freshman guard from um, actually Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that's pretty much the rotation. And um, those guys can shoot. They're, they're solid players. But again, um, that's really what you're looking at. You're looking at an experience starting five with also I obviously can't men- I can't miss and, and forget Isaiah Musius, which is the only player that's been in Wake Forest for the four years that's in the starter. Um he's a six eight, two hundred and five pound senior. You know, so when you look at their starters, they go seven foot, six eight, six eight, six three, and six one or something like that. And then you got six three and six four guards coming off the bench with another six ten guy. So um, that's really what you're looking at. And when you look at Ken Palm, they're they're pretty good. I think they're in the 40s as far as offensive uh, efficiency. I think they're 77th in defense efficiency. Um, yeah, so, 40th, 40th and 77th. Yeah, so they're not the um, 
not the greatest defensive team, but definitely a step up. Um, but again, too, like you said, they kind of had a week not conference schedule. Uh, they lost to LSU. They beat Northwestern and Oregon State. And other than that, they just played a bunch of um, kind of easy non-conference games. So they only had three three games against decent opponents um, during the non-conference and uh, went 2-1 and one there. Um, haven't lost at home yet this year as well. So that's um, that's another thing that you got to look at because obviously it's an away game. So obviously it's good. It's a quad one win or game, yeah, and it's winnable. But here, I worry about the size going against Jesse and stuff like that. I don't see their centers really um, being. I, I don't know. I don't think Miami had that type of height really. So I think that they'll be able to hold him a little bit better. And obviously, they got some other guards and stuff like that. So they got the height. Um, and obviously it's their first year with like four or five players coming from other schools. So I'm sure they have their, their issues from time to time. But I mean, this is a Wake Forest team that's definitely better than, than the one we've seen here, um, in recent years for sure. Yeah. And you know, another decent, not overly decent shooting, but everybody, you got to add about 5% sometimes, uh, when you play Syracuse. So they're shooting 33%. From the three-point line, and like you said, um, what Isaiah Mucus? Mucus? How do you say his last name? Mucius. Mucius. Um, yeah, Mucus. Isaiah Mucus. Uh, <laughs> he's he's taken <laughs> he's taken ninety uh, shots from behind the arc, and he's he's hitting forty percent of them. So that's pretty good. Um, uh, know your shooters. Yeah. I mean, should be you know the number two rule behind uh, don't turn the ball over for yeah. Syracuse's game plan against Wake Forest. Um, look, the, the the turnover thing, just real quick, and I want to bury it, hasn't really been a huge problem. It's been lingering its ugly head. It's reared its ugly head, I should say, a couple times, but hasn't been a huge problem. It hasn't been a, a reason for a loss. I don't see that type of action happening again. I and mean, if it does, then, well, uh, you know. I guess there's egg on my face, but I don't see yeah. it. I don't, I just don't see it. So, it's, well, I mean, it's to give people perspective. I mean, the last game Wake Forest played, they beat Florida State by 22. And Musius had, uh, well, he had nine, but uh, Laravia had 22 points and Aldonis Williams had 20 points. They had 42 of the 76. And from the free throw line, they went 15 of 18. Just to give you a little. And then their big guy, Kadeem Sai, that came off the bench because their starter was in foul trouble, um, had 16 points, 10 rebounds. So, uh, you know, this is a new team. They got plenty of players, and Williams especially. I mean, none of these players but Musius has seen this 2-3 zone. So that's another thing you kind of got to throw in there. Um, I know Forbes is a good coach. They don't have as many shooters as Miami had, but I think they got size and I mean it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't put a Musius or Arabia, you know, one of the six eight guys there at the free throw line to be able to take that jumper and make plays from there. So um and then of course they're definitely gonna pressure us at some point as well. You know, you know you know they're gonna throw that in there just based upon even if they're not good at it, everyone's good at it against us. So Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, at this point, this is that's just what it is. That's, so that's, that's gets in the game plan for everybody. Sure. 
Look, at this point, if you're a coach and you look at if you look at a if you're at a coach of an opponent that's playing Syracuse and you look at the tape and you don't full court press at any time and put pressure on them, then you're a bad coach. Shame on you. Um, that's just really where we're at right now. I mean, it's just it's a matter of fact stuff. I mean, coaches are going to do it until you prove that you can beat it. You know, so that's just what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. It's time for our picks real quick, Joe. Uh, last game, you were off by 15, which isn't bad, but I was off by 13, so I was better. Um, so I improved to one and two. You you dropped to two and one. And um, from tracking Syracuse's ACC record, I'm a little worried. So, all right. With that said, Joe, I'll go first. Like I said, I remain hopeful. I think this game's winnable. Uh, where was their de- their defense? Is their defense was ranked 77th according to Ken Palm's analytics? Um, that's a better, way better match for our offense than Miami on paper. Now I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. But mm, if, Miami's defense is really bad. Right. That's why I said it's a better match for our offense than Miami was on paper. It's a better match for them, not for us. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that's a tougher that's a that's a tougher defensive opponent on paper than Miami was. Like, is that a better way? Do you, yes. Is that a clarification? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Um. So. I think, uh, look, and I, I hate to be here already, but I'm here, man. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I got to see it. I got to see it. I'm gonna throw them a little. I'm gonna throw them a little bit of of karma and and hope I'm wrong. But I'm gonna take Wake Forest, 88 to 84, and another close one um, at home. And hopefully Syracuse can can get back to Syracuse and regroup. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I <laughs> uh, got, I don't want to, I don't want to do this with orange <laughs> goggles on. I don't want to do this with orange goggles on. I don't because okay. I was so upset all last night, all today. I was, I was pissed off. You know what I mean? I really yeah. was. Um, because just seeing the little thing like you said, them beating themselves, they beat themselves the last two games. And it's just very, very frustrating well, to it's watch. It's up to them to um, fix it. I mean, I have confidence that they can. I mean, they're grown. It is. They're, I know. They're, they're I know. big it boys. Is. They can do it. But until I see it, I mean, we haven't really seen it, Joe. Let's be honest. Like, I'm not trying to sway you at all. But, I mean, we haven't seen it. What? The freaking um, the, the Florida State win? I mean, I don't know. In well, that's Indiana looking win? to be not yeah. as great of a win, right? It's not. I mean, it's and just... is Indiana? I haven't even checked on Indiana. Has anybody checked on Indiana? Hello, Indiana. <sighs> They're still doing pretty well. Okay. All right. Well, so that remains a decent win. Uh, but other than other than that, we got we don't have a whole lot holding water as far as as far as anything to hang our hat on, really. And um, I want to see it. And when I see it, I'll know it, and uh, I'll go from there. But that's where I'm at. Now, I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Syracuse still. I think that, um, okay. you know, looking at their – just how, how – they've, they've 
fixed things as they've gone along, right? I mean, they've slowly but surely, you know, stitched some things up to make it not kill them as much. Um, and hopefully with the, you know, the call to state of Miami and the fact that, you know, Forbes is still, you know, 2020 rather new coach in, um, in the ACC and not a crazy good three point shooting team with a bunch of transfers that haven't really seen this two, three zone. Um, and the, and the fact that I think we're going to come out just really, really angry, you know, knowing, especially it's very frustrating as a player, especially, you know, we're not at the end of the, of the, the season yet where it's going to be a situation where, you know, players are going to mail it in because they know the season's over. Right. In their mind, there's, there's still time to write this ship. And if I was them, I'd be, I'd be angry. I'd be pissed off because you just had two games, you know, not even talking about Colgate. Hopefully they're over that now, but you just had two games. You should have won. Um, and you're going into, you know, another game that you can definitely win. And, uh, I just see a situation where they're going to be able to pull it off. I still think it's going to be close and there's going to be problems with certain things, but I'm going to go Syracuse 76, Wake Forest 73. Okay. All right. We will see what happens. Um, I hope we didn't uh, weren't too much Debbie Downers this evening, but um, look, like we've always said, even when we come here after a game like that, and we're positive. It's because that's what I, I mean. At least for me, that's what I feel. So I say I mean, I, I'm not feeling it right now. That's all. Right. Well, I mean, you, I look at this as I mean? like a platform to because sometimes we say this or we say that. You know, we're just kind of guessing, right? We're kind of just. You know, maybe yeah. it was this, or maybe right. it was that, or maybe it's pretty something's obvious going on. Though, right now, right? Right. Well, sometimes, yeah, some for some things, but you know, speculation is speculation, and everyone's going to do it because you know you don't get that inside the locker room information. So you know, I just look at it as a platform to try to sit down and problem solve. I mean, I know we're not making any decisions, and we're not trying to figure it out, but as fans, just trying to trying to make sense of what it is, and 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 instead of having such a there's some fans that are just going to have lofty expectations every single year. They're going to look at us back when we were getting four and five and six seeds every year in the Big East, and they're just they just want the glory days back. But you know, every year is different, and you got to be able to sit down and, and talk about the weaknesses and about the strengths and about what they have to do, and then try to figure it out as a fan base so you don't drive yourself absolutely crazy. Exactly. That's just what it is. I don't even think it's Debbie Downer. It's just which we're all trying to figure it out because we're in unprecedented waters. Yeah, we are. Are we not? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, mean, I don't okay, know how to. I didn't so, know how to handle myself last that's night. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know what. To, so I don't even know if it's about Debbie Downer. I think it's like everyone's mad, everyone's upset, but they're also like, I've never been here. Like. I mean, we stay on this track. Are we going to make the NIT? And I don't want to go there right now because there is still right. time. Yes, as far as that goes, right now, by the way, it's tough to it's tough to see. But I'm just yeah. saying, there's a lot of fans that are like, "Oh, this team's NIT bound. This team's NIT." But there's probably going to be some fans here soon that are like, "Well, they're not even going to make the NIT. Never mind the NCAA's. We ain't talking about talking about that, you know." So it's too early for that. Yeah, too it's, early for that. And you know, we just got to be frustrated fans and just kind of. Just try to everyone throw your opinions out there, see what sticks, see what happens, and, and we can only just hope that the next game, the reason why we lost the last game isn't the reason why we lost the next game, right? I mean, that's as fan base, it's just it's all you want. You want to win, 
but but it's always hard to figure out why you're losing. Yeah, I agree. But there ain't no sense of beating a dead horse. All right. Uh, let's end it here and hope that I'm wrong and that Syracuse comes out and beats Wake Forest at home, writes this ship. It's not too late. It's still got a few games before it even is thinking about talking about it's too late. So yeah. with that said, let's go, Cuse. Shake it off. Let's get after it. Heads hey, up, we're fans. We're all in this together. We're, we're all in this, this together. together. This we are all in together. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.